Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today, listen, I want to continue this message about immortality that Christ has brought to mankind. And that Christ has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. I will start by pointing to some of the scriptures that give us this confidence that the Lord Jesus Christ has brought this power unto mankind. In many words, he said it in his teaching that anyone that believes in him, they have passed from death unto life. However, people assume that that's only meaning spiritual death. But to, to actually zero it in, that he not only has power over spiritual death, that he has power over physical death, let's read the Gospel of John chapter 8, where there was a discussion between the Jews and the Lord Jesus Christ. And he did not shy away from the discussion. When, when they confronted him, they said, well, you are saying, if a man keeps your saying, they will never taste of death. Abraham was dead. All the prophets were dead. Let's read it. John chapter 8, beginning from verse 51. That was a confrontation between the Lord Jesus Christ and the Jews that didn't believe, really. Not the believing Jews, because they were not debating him. In John chapter 8, verse, let me start from verse 51. It says, verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now, the, some theologians have thought that was talking about spiritual death. Now, Christ was talking about death, physical and spiritual. Verse 52, because this is where the Jews argue with him. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou art a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou says, If a man keep my saying, shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? Now Jesus Christ went for it. Said, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me. Of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him. But I know him. And I, if I should say I know him not. I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Now that was another mystery that the Lord Jesus threw in. In this, this discussion. To make them to know, to know, understand that who he really is, that he is be, before the foundation of the world, he is the ancient of days that came from of old. Like Micah said, is going forth as being from of old, from everlasting. He just put on a human flesh and came upon, upon this earth for 30 something, 33 years, and then went out back into heaven. Now, he put on this human flesh too because he wanted to live among us for eternity. That is why it was purposed this way. Now he said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And that was his day when he came upon the earth. He said, he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Now that confirms what Micah said about the Messiah. In Micah, he said, is going forth as being from of old, from everlasting. 
You see that in the book of Micah chapter 5 verse 2. That this Messiah who is going to be the ruler in history. That God prophesied that I will bring forth a ruler who is going forth as being from of old, from everlasting. In Micah chapter 5 verse 2, it was the Messiah was prophesying about that. The Messiah was not just somebody that was just born and then, and, uh, and it, it was just a human being like us. It was ancient of days that came among us and became human being and is going to be forever. And he says, going forth has been from of old, from everlasting. And Jesus Christ said, before Abraham, your father was, I am. So now they took up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself. Now what are we saying here? Christ was proving to us that he has power to keep us alive. When he said, very, very, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. I said, God planned immortality for mankind to keep us alive without seeing physical death. Because that was what he planned for humanity in the first place before Adam lost the grace. And death was pronounced upon mankind unto dust shall thou return. But now Christ has come to redeem us. That's what redeeming means. Redemption. Bring us back to God. We were with God before. Then like a prodigal son, we went away. Became slave. Like a, in the slave trade in those days, when they captured a slave, whether it was by stealing a human being, or he was sold because he owed somebody, he was a debtor, and he was sold as slave, any king's man, redeemer, can go and search for him and pay for him and bring him back. That is, he belongs to you, but you have lost him, but you went and buy him back. Christ came to buy us back from the cause of the law, from death, from destruction, and from Satan that have made us slaves. He made human beings slaves by putting punishment, sin upon them. Jesus Christ said, anyone that is a sinner, anyone that sinned is a slave to sin. Sin is ruling over you. However, the Son of God can set you free. And that is what the Lord Jesus Christ has come to do for us, to set us free from sin by taking the sinful nature from us and then the punishment of sin will not be imparted upon us anymore because the wages of sin is death. And if we are redeemed, we are no more sinners, then death has to be cancelled. And that is not only the spiritual, even physical death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that and begin to exercise and believe God and begin to claim your right. Let me read again First Timothy chapter 1, verse 17 so that we can punctuate this sermon with some scriptures that will give you some insight that this is what the Lord God planned for mankind. In First Timothy chapter 1, Verse 17, Apostle Paul was writing, he said, Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Our God is the King immortal. Romans chapter 2, verse 7. In the book of Romans chapter 2, verse 7, Apostle Paul also wrote, and said, we that are seeking after God, he will give immortality. Romans chapter 2, verse 7. So that you can see that God actually planned to give immortality to mankind. Now, in our own case, in this, originally it was part of humanity, but they lost it. God is redeeming us back. Now, in verse 7, it says, to, 
to them who through patient continuous in well doing seek for glory and honor God is going to reward us with immortality and eternal life to them who by patient continuous in well doing and are seeking for glory and honor God is going to reward us with immortality and eternal life also you see in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 53 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 53 Apostle Paul was describing resurrection here but in verse 53 and 54 he described and said for this corruptible must put on that is our body which is corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory death is swallowed up in victory these are all promises of God that death is going to be swallowed up in victory 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 16 let me read that also for you God planned to give us immortality to swallow up death forever so that we shall not die anymore. There will be no more death in the when Christ has come. But He's going to give this grace not only those who are resurrected, but we that are alive at this end time. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 16. Apostle Paul was describing our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Which in time past, in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only has immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. That is our Lord Jesus Christ only has immortality. And when he is indwelling us and upon us, he is imparting to us that immortality. That's why Christ said, Anyone that believes in him and liveth shall never see death. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. When he was talking to Martha in the book of Gospel of John, chapter 11, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He is the resurrection, that is, he is the one that is going to raise anybody from the grave. And life, and he is the life that is going to keep those who are resurrected from the grave, that they go no more back into the grave. Or those who are alive that are going to be transchanged to immortality, it is Christ in us and Christ upon us that is that immortality. You say, who only has immortality dwelling in a life which no man can approach to? It is Christ's light in us that is going to make our body ignite and glow and remain immortal for the rest of time, for eternity. In Second Timothy chapter one verse ten, also Apostle Paul described that Christ has abolished death. In verse in chapter Second Timothy chapter one, let me read from verse seven. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with an holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, 
which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. You understand that? Our Lord Jesus Christ has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That is, that's why he's compelling me to preach this, that he has brought life and immortality to you and to me. He has brought it to visibility. That's what it means to bring it to light. He has brought it to our understanding so that we can claim it, so that we can grab for it, so that we can run for it, so that we can continue to aspire for it, and he will give it to us. He has abolished death. He has brought life and immortality to life. Through the gospel, this gospel that I'm preaching to you. And that is what Christ is using to reveal it to us. And we can read on again that the Lord Jesus Christ has brought life and immortality to life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, Apostle Paul also wrote concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 14 here, he said, For as much then as children, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Christ himself also himself likewise took part of the same. He took part to become flesh and blood like us. He's, remember I say his going forth has been from of old, from everlasting. But he came among us. Like the Bible said, God is with us, Emmanuel. He said his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. That is God Almighty came down and be among us. And what is the purpose of that? Apostle Paul was writing in this verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 2. Say, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is the devil. Did you hear that? Christ destroyed him that has the power of death. When Christ himself allowed himself to be crucified and he died, so that he could confront Satan in the places where Satan in the spirit is, and where Satan has been keeping all the dead human beings, Christ went and confronted them in that hell, and destroyed him that has the power of death. You say, well, you mean Satan has been destroyed? Yes. Destroyed does not mean that there is no more Satan. It simply means Satan's work has been destroyed. When you destroy somebody's business, you have destroyed him, his livelihood. So Christ destroyed the business of Satan. He took the power, he took the keys of hell and of death from the hand of Satan. And he is now the Lord of all. He is the Lord of the living and of the dead. Believe it and you can live forever. That's why Christ said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Because he is the Lord of all. He is the Lord of the living and of the dead. Let me read further this verse, chapter 2 of Hebrew, verse 14 and 15, that said, Christ through death, he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is the devil, and he to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Christ come to deliver we who through fear of death were subject to bondage. Many people were going to satanic courts looking for supernatural power or looking for because of the fear of death. Many people were threatened by, with death to join in or they will be killed. To join into the occultics or they will be destroyed. And many people that through the fear of death, they, they, submit, submit to, they submitted some death themselves to bondages like that. But Christ has come to deliver them who through fear of death were subject all their lifetime subject to bondage. To set you free. 
And if the Son of God shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Would you like to be free today, my friend? Jesus Christ loves you and He wants to set you free. And you will pray this prayer after me and I will lead you in prayer at the end of this fellowship, at the end of this sermon, so that you can be set free from any bondage. Is it spiritual bondage? Is it occultic bondage? Even sickness and disease are bondages and Christ can set you free from them because He is the healer, the miracle worker. Not me. Jesus Christ Himself is the healer and He is the miracle worker. If you just reach up in your heart to Him in prayer, He sees your heart. I may not be able to see you, but He sees you. I may not be able to read your mind, but He reads your heart. And He can heal your body and heal your mind and heal your soul with one touch. If you call upon Him, say, Call upon Him. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me read again. Many of the other things. Micah chapter 5, verse 2, which I've mentioned before, is where the prophet said, is going forth, the Lord Jesus Christ is going forth, has been from of old, is from everlasting, is ancient of days. This is Micah chapter 5, verse 2, where Micah was prophesying about Bethlehem. He said, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. The going forth of our Lord Jesus Christ have been from of old, from everlasting. He didn't just come to the world when he was born. He has been. He didn't just come to existence when he was born. He has been before Abraham, as he mentioned, like I quoted to you before. And the Lord Jesus Christ is wanting to believe this. And when you believe that, walk with him with that same faith. Believing that he has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. Let me read again Revelation chapter 1 to you. Verse 18, where Christ manifested to Apostle John. This book of Revelation is actually the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. To show whom he really is. And you see that in the first chapter of Revelation chapter 1, you see he being called the Alpha and the Omega. He is being called the beginning and the ending. And he is also being called, he was and is and he is to come. The same person. The same Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one that was. He is the one that is and is to come. That means he was me. He was the one that was crucified and died. He is because he's alive right now. He is to come. He is the one we are expecting to come back. The Messiah that is coming back from the sky he is the one, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you look at Revelation chapter 5 or chapter 4, the one that was on the throne that they say was like to look upon like a jasper or sardine stone, was also said to be the beginning and the end. It was said to be the Alpha and the Omega. It was also said to be the worst and is to come, which means it's the Lord Jesus Christ that was on the throne. So you can see that God Almighty is one that came among us. It's going forth as being from a fold, from everlasting. That's why he could tell them plainly that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. They thought, well, we just bypass him, we go to the Father. You cannot bypass him because he is the Father manifested in the flesh. I know that so many groups of denominations are trying to go bypass Jesus because they just don't. They are jealous of that name, Jesus, and they wanted to go to his Father. Some people try to go to, to Mary and say, I will pray to Mary to help us get to God. No. Jesus is the name. That is the name that we given among men, whereby we must be saved. Not Mary, not any name. You can say, our oh, God is called Jehovah. But he is Jehovah. Jehovah Savior, that's him. 
In Jehovah, the name Jehovah Savior is Yeshua, that's Jesus in Greek. And if you say, well, I'll just bypass Jesus, I'll go to Jehovah. You are making a mistake. If you are Jewish and you think you bypass Jesus, you go to Jehovah. You are making a mistake. You say, I and my father are one. He's the same person. That's why they wanted to kill him because they tell you, make yourself God. He said, yes. Uh, they, God even called the prophets little God. I just called myself son of God. You wanted to stone me. Actually, when they were asking him, the apostles were asking him in the last few days of his, of, of his ministry now, he said, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. He said, I have been so long time with you, yet has thou not known me, Philip? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He said, I'm going back to the position of the Father, because my Father is greater than I. That is, the position of the Father is greater than the position as a woman being put on, limiting himself to human body. That's what he meant when he said, my Father is greater than I. But he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He said, why are you saying that show us the Father? Believe that the Father in me and I am in the Father. He also said, the work that you are seeing, that one that you are seeing done by me, it is the Father in me that is doing them. And you have to remember this, God is a spirit. The only way we can see him is for him to put on a flesh, which he did in the form of Jesus Christ. He put on a flesh and was born among us. That's why they say his going forth has been from of old, from everlasting. That's why he said, before Abraham, your father was, I am. Now, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 17, he actually mentioned it again here. He said, verse 17 and 18, he said, Apostle Paul John said, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. You see that say also in the book of Isaiah. He called himself the first and the last. The one whoever was talking to Isaiah, which we call Jehovah, is the one that is talking here in the book of Revelation chapter 1. I am the first and the last. In the book of Isaiah, he also said he is the first and the last. He is the beginning and he is the end. So, which means whoever is that Jehovah that was talking through the mouth of Isaiah the prophet is the same Lord Jesus Christ that is talking here in the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead. Now, you see the difference. In the book of Isaiah, he couldn't say he liveth and was dead because he has never died then. Now, when he came to heart and he went back to heaven, now he could say, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Because now he came among us, he allowed himself to be crucified and he resurrected and he is alive again forevermore. He said, behold, I am alive forevermore. And have the keys of hell and of death. It was God manifesting in the flesh, my friend. And believing this, you have life. Believing this, you have immortality. Following him, you have eternal life. And Christ is saying that, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. I am determined to keep his saying so that I shall never see death. Because that is his promise for the end time. For the saints at the end time. That's what we are claiming. The rapture coming to pass. He has given us two, three evidences of people that were taken out of this planet without seeing physical death. And he wanted, he wanted to do the same to a band of believers that Apostle Paul called the rapture, which we term the rapture. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remain till that time, and remain in Christ, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Would you like to be one of them? Would you like to believe this? The Lord Jesus Christ is calling you to believe and to begin to walk with him with that same faith. In the Gospel of John chapter 11, we see another presentation of our Lord Jesus Christ when he was talking 
when he came to resurrect Lazarus that died for four days in the grave. According to the story, in John chapter 11, they say a friend, Lazarus, who was one of the people that believed, was dead, was, was sick. And this, he has two sisters that, was, that, were been, that were believers, and they sent message to the Lord Jesus Christ, wherever he has been preaching, that your friend, whom you love, Lazarus, is sick. And then the Lord looked in the spirit and said, well, this sickness is not unto death, but for the Son of God to be glorified by it. Which means, it was a serum. God was setting this thing up so that he could use it to glorify himself. In verse 4 of, Luke chapter, of John, Gospel of John chapter 11, verse 4. When Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now, God said it was not unto death, and it was for a, for a glory, to glorify the Son of God. But Martha and his sister Mary, they didn't know about that. All the people that were around didn't know about that. It was only Jesus Christ that knew about that. And when Lazarus died, they were all mourning and crying, and they buried him. Four days, Jesus Christ stayed there two more days before he went to them. And then they said, let us go into Judea again. And when they got there, they found that Lazarus has been in the grave four days. And in Luke chapter, uh, John chapter 11, beginning from verse 21, Martha came to meet the Lord Jesus Christ when he heard that the, man, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. And he met him and said, oh, if you have been here, my brother will not have died. Because that's why they sent messages to him. And Jesus Christ said, thy brother shall rise again, in verse 23. Martha said, oh yeah, I know he will rise again. He's a good boy. In the resurrection, on the last day, they believe in the resurrection. The Christ wanted to tell us more than the resurrection. He said, in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Now the question is, believeth thou this? Now that was, people think that was just talking about the spiritual death. But Christ was talking about much more than spiritual death. He said, he is the resurrection. For those who are dead physically, he is going to resurrect them. And the life, for those who are alive physically, is the only one that can bring us back alive. Is one that's going to keep us alive, never to see death. That's why I say I am the resurrection and the life. But he said, if you believe in me, and you are alive, you can live and never see death. But you have to, it's not asking us that question, do you believe this? You have to personally, individually believe that utterance. And I believe that, and I'm going to claim that, and I'm holding on to that for the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not like, well, I hope so, I don't know. You have to believe it, just like believing that he, he has saved your soul from hell. You also have to believe that he can save you from physical death. That's why Christ said, believe it thou this to matter. They already believe that, yeah, I know there's going to be resurrection. But he said, believe that I have that power to keep you alive forever. You have to believe that, to, to enjoy that benefit. That is the promise of God for the saints at the end time. That there's going to be a rapture where he's going to keep us alive forever. No more to see death. Those who are alive, he's going to change our body. No more to see physical death. Those whom he resurrected from the grave that are saints, they're going to get a new body. They are never to see physical death. He is that lie that's going to keep us alive. Believing this is the only way you can be beneficial from this. Are you going to be a beneficiary of this immortality? It is by believing it now. Believing that Jesus Christ is the one that is going to keep us alive. And when you believe it, begin to thank him for it and claim it and pray for it. 
and wait for it and look unto him for it for he is coming soon. He is going forth as been from of old, from everlasting. He is the Almighty God. He is the Lord of the living and of the dead. Praise him for it. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray that everyone that is listening, they will believe it and they will begin to exercise their faith to claim that immortality that you have come because Christ said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. This is the age, the end of time that God is saying death which is the last enemy, shall be destroyed. Destroyed from the saints. Put under our feet forever. Because the last enemy shall be put under the feet of Christ. Which is death shall be put under the feet of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the church of the living God. And when we overcome death, that is when the last enemy is destroyed forever. Thank you Lord. Write to us and we shall send you some more exhortation. Write to the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Post Office Box 71027 Phoenix, Arizona 85050. And now you pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you as the one that has, the, that has power to keep me alive forever. I want you to give me your Holy Spirit and let me live forever. Thank you, Jesus. I know you are coming soon. Let me be one of those that shall go and meet you in the air. As the Apostle Paul said in the book of Thessalonians, that we that are alive and remain shall be caught up with them that are resurrected to meet the Lord in the clouds. Father God, let me be one of them. I want to walk with you and please you like you of, of old. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I commit them to your hand, Lord, that you walk this walk in them because it is Christ in us. It is Christ in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Let that good pleasure be worked out in our life. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of our Lord Jesus, can we pray. Write to the Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona, 85050. And on the internet, dot gospeldistribution.org God bless you till we see you again